nerd soul. Yeah, that's right. Late ill kid at one youngster holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. It's Ahsoka. It's Star Wars. We're gonna have a good time, but we're not by ourselves. We got some cool people. We're gonna set it off with Jay Shear. What's up? Nothing much. It's good to be here. Good to be talking about Star Wars again. It's nice to talk about something new uh with all these hollywood strikes and stuff like that I don't, I don't know when we're gonna run out of content but hopefully not too soon so i'm happy to talk about star wars yeah and we have of course solar gray cinematic sorcerer hey what's up hey everybody what is going on today i am coming at you from the wizard's tower <laughs> saying hola how you doing <laughs> all right so i guess the best way to start this off is to just simply ask out to the floor do we like this show do we like this show i like mm, the show tre trepidation i, like I guess no, no I, I would say no trepidation on my part i i like this show um and i'll get into this more as we talk about this but like dave filoni to me is sort of as much of George Lucasy style Star Wars as you can get these days, and that's for the good reasons and the bad reasons. <laughs> so, um, but in general, like, yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I know that some people had some problems with a few things, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. But for me, nothing, nothing took me out of it in any major ways, and I feel like the performers did a good job. I feel like um you know it's very rebels feeling so if you if you enjoyed rebels i feel like you'll enjoy this show and for the most part i've liked the first two episodes so far okay all right solar so i'm torn i am so torn um for the record i didn't finish rebels okay okay um i didn't either solar so you and i are in the same boat i have okay. not finished rebels yet either so the thing is since I don't have the same type of emotional connection um, with Ahsoka that a lot of other people do. I'm just kind of looking at it going, all right, so what am I seeing? You, you get what I mean? I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And I do want to talk about that, too. So I, I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. So um, but see, with that, though, with that, I gotta say, the show in and of itself, I find fascinating. I find truly, truly fascinating. Um, I'm noticing something about these shows that really hit me when I sat down to watch Ahsoka. And that is, they don't feel like what I remember Star Wars being. Okay. Um just with the lighting, the lighting and the cinematography, it's so sterile. Like Star Wars, because of its use of practical effects has always been really grimy, really, really lived in, you know? And I'm watching the show and I'm like, okay, they're in this place. Man, that's very clean. Wow, that's very clean. Wow, we've got a fantastic set piece with ruins, and yeah it's got sand but it's got no dust you know what i mean okay i see i see where you're coming from yeah so i'm kind of looking at this and i'm not saying it took me out of the thing i'm just saying yeah star wars is looking real 
real sci-fi original lately mm. Mm. you know what okay. to pick up on wow. that pick up on that i think because i i i think that that is predominantly from my perspective and this is some from someone not on the inside because i've never filmed in the volume but i think the volume is causing a lot of those issues now obviously feloni has a background in animation as well and all of those animated shows were pretty clean looking um, so it could be that there's some component to that as well that Filoni's used to taking that um, aesthetic. But I feel like the volume, look, it's not production design sets. I mean, yes, there are elements of production design sets that they set up inside the volume from what I've seen in the back in the behind the scenes footage. But mm -hmm. the volume itself is very limited in its ability to showcase specific things. So, for example, Wait, could you clarify what the volume is? Yeah, the volume the volume is this piece of technology that Lucasfilm has developed that is a giant domed screen. And you can and basically the cool part about it is is that they can use it is um I don't know what the right term is, but it's like parallaxed to the camera so that it will adjust the scenery based on where the camera is moving to. Right. And so Okay. All right. Yes, yeah, it's it, crazy. It's crazy how like cool it is. Yeah, it's crazy awesome, but it's also it's also used in smart ways, and then it's also used in scenarios where it was clear that they were like, we don't really want to build a production set, so we're going to use the volume, <laughs> but the volume is not best suited for it. So, like, there's a scene in the first episode where Sabine runs downstairs and her, from her apartment complex and then gets in a fight with the, I can't remember her name, but the enemy. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that scene, Miss, like... Um, smoky eye. <laughs> exactly, smoky yeah, exactly. Eye. And when you look at the backgrounds of those scenes, you're like, okay, what's behind Sabine looks like a mid-2000s video game, and what's <laughs> behind the, the not-Sith bad person is this open field and in, in both cases it's like that's the volume they're filming this in the volume is what it looks like to me and it's like you didn't really polish it you didn't really do much with it it just looks kind of lackluster and that's what i think kenobi suffered from it at parts too um so yeah I, I totally agree solar i think that that's the one complaint it doesn't take me out of it either so I'm just I'm just saying I notice it, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that I don't like the story. It just means I notice it. I go, oh, that's weird because that doesn't look like what I would have thought Star Wars would look like. But okay, yeah, yeah. So and I then mean, that, the that uh, was... Smoky Eye is called her name is Shin Hati. Even oh, though Shin, I do like that's right, I do yeah. like Little Miss Smoky Eye though. I do too. I do too. She she's she's all right so far, so far. <laughs> Honestly, I like her master. I think he is awesome. Um. Now, as far as the story goes so far, I'm digging it, but honestly, and I, I hate to be the voice of dissent on this one, um, I think I want to slap the director. I, I, I really do. Because um, I know Rosario Dawson can act. I know that she can. I've yeah. seen her in dozens of things, okay? And for some reason, it's like she was directed. It was like her one production note was that was good. Could you turn it down a little more? Like I'm going <laughs> for kind of like a cardboard feel on this one, you know, because I mean, the Ahsoka character has some depth, right? 
like the the background with Anakin, the heartbreak, the walking away from the Jedi Order, the being dogpiled on by the Jedi Order. So she's got some stuff. And I definitely noticed there was more emotion coming out of her in her brief cameo in, in The Mandalorian than there was in this in the show so far. Mm. You know? Okay, well, I'll say for me, uh, okay, it's Star Wars, it's brand new, it's about Ahsoka, even though I think that we're we're pushing to the point where I think they're going to start making her not my favorite Jedi, mm-hmm. but she's my favorite Jedi, it's new Star Wars, it looks cool, I'm happy. But there are so many things narratively that is they're trying to make me not happy <laughs> because <laughs> overall the show I think the show is cool and I'm glad that we have it um, and I generally enjoy the first two episodes but I'll get into this I'll I'll start with Sabine first okay when we left off and see this is tough if you haven't finished Rebels so th- that's a well and I'll go off of your point before I jump on Sabine the, the point of this show ahsoka is heavily tied to clone wars and rebels and if you haven't watched either of those or watched the totality of those it's hard to like really care (laughs) not saying not saying that you can't you know jump in this show and watch a cool character but you will feel like hey there's a lot of stuff i don't know and this show basically is like, look, hey, I hope you watch Clone Wars and I hope you watch Rebels because if you didn't, that's on you. So with Sabine, the thing that's rough about me is that I thought we left Sabine at a much mature, much more mature point than mm-hmm. we meet her here. And this is a knock not on the show, but Hollywood in general. Hollywood, I know you watch the show. I know you listening. So go listen in a little bit. You're, you're still on strike, so you got some time. Listen. Whenever we leave a hero for some time and come back, they don't have to be grumpy. They don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have to be mean. I grew up around older men that coach young little league teams. They had a zest for life. I grew up around old men that would play chess in the park. Had a zest for life. They were happy, generally jovial folks. Every old person is not mean. You can you can stop now. It's okay. Every old person is not angry about the world or disillusioned or it's just it, look, we understand there are grumpy old men. It was a hilarious comedy. The sequel was even good. But you know what? There's also old people that are happy. They're generally cool, laid back. And I would have loved to see an Ahsoka and Sabine meeting up once again and being like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, happy to see one another. I'm kind of tired of, like, the hero that's, like, just too stoic for it all or they're tired of it or or they're over everything. I'm kind of tired. I am in general. And then with Sabine being... Sabine was always positioned as more mature than Ezra when he first shows up 
And as the Facts. show goes on, she's a mature person. She and and this she's like a baby. She's whining about stuff. Like, well, Ahsoka didn't. Well, did Hera make her come? And then the whole thing of running away from the the uh, the event at the beginning for the guy to say. I turned around, she was just here. And then for her her next line to be like, oh, that was today. You knew it was today because you were here. Hmm. And I thought we left you at a much more mature place than this. I don't mind you not wanting to be there. I don't mind throwing in the line like, man, this is too rough for me. I can't take it. It's still too soon. You know, it's a lot of emotion around it. But the whole game of like, oh, I, I didn't know that was today. And then like the playing chicken with the... It just, it didn't seem like this is the Sabine that we left. And okay. that kind of dragged on me. But how how are you two feeling about Sabine? Hmm. Um, yeah, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Yeah, so. The place that I am with Sabine is an interesting thing. It's a real interesting thing. Um, when I'm looking at Sabine, I'm like, okay, so she's petulant. Okay, I can I can live with petulant. That's I can deal. I can live with that. You know. Um, but when I was looking at Sabine, and again, this was just the first two episodes. There was one thing that kind of made me go, hmm. And you know what that was? What? Isn't this show called Ahsoka? Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just a humble little man from Los Angeles. But I could have sworn that the title of the show happens to have a character that one would call I say titular. <laughs> oh, and we spent man. a lot of time with a character that was not the character who the show is named after. You know. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Um. So yeah, when I looked at Sabine, now again, when I say I didn't finish Rebels, I had no idea that she trained to be a Jedi. I'm like, okay, a Mandalorian Jedi. That answered a question. Well, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. She didn't train with Ahsoka in the show. Oh, okay. So this is this is more extra stuff that would have been great to see that they're just telling us about, which is another Hollywood issue that uh, just drop that we don't have time. To, we'll punt that for later. But well, yeah, you know, Star Wars has always well ever since the year two thousand. Star Wars has been very tell don't show. Mm. Um, but yes, sorry. But go ahead. So yeah, um, but I took a look at that and I'm like, okay, for some reason, I'm right there with you, you know, um, with the whole, we haven't seen each other in five to 10 years. It's good to see you again. And I got that with my favorite character from Rebels. But, um, but it, it's almost like they're so, they're so desperate for character tension that literally they take the only good relationship that we can see on the show and i mean good relationship as in yeah we friends what and they turn her into a hologram <laughs> hmm. i mean harold was my girl i could have watched a whole show just about her 
you know i mean rebels was all right but i'm like dude hera this this wow this twilik pilot is like amazing and she was one of my favorite characters since the original Tridge. and i'm like wait is that oh wow all right cool we get to see this this is like rebels live action but not quite and we take away her cool relationship with ahsoka you know being the one that's like no you were difficult too what yeah you're calling you're calling her a pain in the butt you were a pain in the butt as well pretty sure you were a pain in the butt to your master hmm. and you know at that point i literally expected ahsoka to like at least have a flash of anger and then like push it down with her jedi training you know with the we don't talk about him type of thing <laughs> you know why do i don't know i mean is name? it just me am i looking for something that that isn't supposed to be there or what well jay uh throwing it to you how how are you feeling about that relationship how are you feeling about sabine and and i guess the sort of the the mommying from hera because it seems like hera is wrangling two kids <laughs> yeah well here's what's here's what's interesting i've seen i think two seasons of rebels at this point and, and i've been spoiled on everything that happens so i know what happens okay um so it wasn't surprising to me that she was a jedi but i will say that i don't have a love for the rebels characters like i do for the original trilogy characters or even characters from you know even the sequel trilogy i like i really like some of those characters um, even though the story isn't always cohesive. Um, so for me, seeing Sabine and seeing Ahsoka and seeing Hera, it's not like I don't get a thrill from it. It just is, okay, these are the characters that we're telling this story around, and am I going to like the story? And will the characters grow on me from this point because I'm seeing them in a different light? Now, given all of those things, um, I think Sabine is, is fine. I think... <sighs> One of the things that Star Wars continues to do is it continues to kind of... This is why I like Andor so much. Andor gives you a whole cast of characters that are not the normal people you see in the Star, Star Wars universe. Whereas pretty much every other show, they've been like, let's build a whole show around the cool characters. So here's a cool character. She trained under Anakin. She has two lightsabers. Here's a cool character. She used to be a Mandalorian. And guess what? She's now has force sensitivity. Like here's a cool character. He's a Jedi. He lost his eyesight. So I feel a little bit like star Wars is burning through like a lot of those scenarios so that now when they showcase them, uh, it doesn't feel as powerful it doesn't feel like it matters as much like do we so when i see like if i see sabine am i thinking to myself wow this is a mandalorian jedi what does that look like how are they going to behave how is she going to behave differently than some of the other mandalorians or some of the other jedi what is she going to bring to the table that no one else can it right. seems like instead of that it's kind of just like Here's this character. She's kind of like all the other characters that you've ever seen. And we're not asking those questions of her. And so I'm like, okay. So <laughs> now that sounds really negative. I don't mean to be like really negative, but I just, just no, if, I, if you I ask me to break it from. down, like I'm like, uh, it's I guess it's so my so my feeling right now is kind of like oh, she's she's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe she'll get better, maybe she'll get worse, but for right now, she's just all right. Yeah, and see. For, for me, since I've watched Sabine and seen her get the Darksaber, seen her get trained, 
uh, by Kanan, even though she didn't have force. Oh, also another thing mm-hmm. in the show, Kanan, the the gist that I got, and please in the comments correct me if I'm wrong. In the in the show, the gist that I got is that she did not have any force sensitivity whatsoever. But since she had the sword, Kanan was like, "Well, let me train you in the sword because." at least you'll know how to use that even though you don't have force sensitivity at least you'll know how to wield the blade you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden she had force sensitivity and she got trained off screen so like huh so you never (laughs) told us so we we get to see her reconnect with her family and see like why she left her family and was kind of sort of banished and felt so much shame and then we come back to her and we're like so she's a baby. Mm. She's whining over everything. She's annoying. And, and I mean, you need Hu Yang, who I love. Shouts to David Tennant. We have Hu Yang in the spot, who basically is like, I guess Hu Yang is like, look, I don't care why you're here. <laughs> called you. This is the moment. What are you going to do? In right. I don't care. I don't want to hear. Well, Ahsoka didn't call me. Her hero called me, didn't she? I I don't care. That's not important. He was like, that's in the past. Move forward. I and love by the way, you character. suck at the force. <laughs> it, 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 like it's like yeah. I mean, even and notice even in saying all all that, he still gave her the lightsaber. He was like, so what? So you're not as 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 you know blessed in the force as anyone else. So what? The ball is in your court. You gonna dribble or not? Like you gonna sit here and cry about it? You got the blade. Ezra gave it to you. So what you gonna do with it? You gonna put it in a box and let it hide for the rest of your life? What you gonna do? People need you. You getting up or not? Like I, I love Hu Yang. And Matt, this Hu Yang may be my saving grace in these first two episodes, but I wanna, I'm gonna throw it to to uh, Jay. Jay, how are you feeling about Hu Yang and his his conversations with Ahsoka and Sabine? Well, the one thing that I think Disney Star Wars has done pretty well overall is the use of droids. Because okay. they've given droids really interesting personalities and brought in people who are playing those droids. I mean, like you could go from K2SO, you can I know that, oh, yeah. that a K2 lot of people K2 was amazing. I know a lot of people were annoyed with um, L337, I guess it is. The Lando. Is that, is that Lando's Yeah, uh, L3. Name? L3, yeah, yeah. So L, L3, I think a lot of people were annoyed with, but like she still had like an interesting, quirky character to her. Like, nah, she was, man, they hate no L3. I love that girl. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I told you why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the girl asked her, she was like, so Lando's a human and you're an android. When she just said it works, I was like, "Oh, excuse me." After that, I was like, "I was like, L three, my girl, boy, L three, a freak." <laughs> yeah, but and, and and one thing, if you're gonna complain about L three, one thing you can't complain about is that she's not a very intriguing droid. Like she's gonna lead a whole droid uprising. I mean, come on, that's that's at least yeah. that's interesting, you know. Um, so the droids have been. Uh, obviously bb8 is fantastic droid mm-hmm. so the the droids have been pretty strong and i think bringing in david Tennant to be like let's let's just face it this is like 3po 
without all the uh, neurotic behavior, right? Like this is right. 3PO, but he's got his life together. <laughs> like, And I think that it works. It works. Those kind of droids have always worked in Star Wars. There's the cute droids, and then there's kind of the obnoxious droids that we laugh at. And this is an obnoxious droid that we laugh at. I think it works. I don't, I don't have any problems. I like Hugh Yang. <laughs> yeah, you I know, like you so lie. honestly, not having a history with that particular droid, I'm like, is this a good guy? <laughs> I don't know. This is, and then I think back to the, um, I think back to the, um, the one dude from, um, from Rogue One. Um, the one that, um, what's his name? Alan Tudyk played. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can. Oh yeah, I, K2, right? Yeah, yeah K2. Yeah, K2. I, I, I think back to that dude, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This guy, this guy's got some stuff. <laughs> this this guy has most definitely got some stuff going. Um, and then yeah, since this guy has got some definite stuff, um, to him and on him. I think uh, I think I can get down with this character. Uh, I think I can get down with him. Okay, yeah, I can get with, down with. Him. Uh, and also, since he was one of the droids that like trained or helped in the training of younglings, I'm looking at him in his conversation with Sabine. I'm like, he's still teaching. Like he's mm -hmm. still he's still teaching. He's like, so what? I don't. I I I love that particular attitude. I love that attitude of like, I don't care if Hera called you. Or Ahsoka called you. Yes, it's Ezra. He was like, no, once Ezra gave this to you, it's yours. Right. Like, it's yours now. So I, I do like that. But of course, this is the show about Ahsoka. So let's talk about Ahsoka. The the titular character who I have said many times is my favorite Jedi. And for some reason, Dave Filoni is trying to make my not my favorite Jedi, even though she's still one. And here's why. It's not that Ahsoka isn't cool. It's not that she doesn't look cool. It's because I don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe it's because they're trying to slow burn this. I don't know. It they're not they barely give Ahsoka anything to do in the show. We get a couple of of like spark moments where um where he was, uh, he was, uh, Hu Yang asked how she got the information from Morgan. And he mm -hmm. was like, you know, that's not Jedi protocol. And she was like, I I'm not a Jedi. Like, those, these little, that, I was like, oh, cool. We got a little playfulness. But besides that, it's like, it's almost like her direction is be like really stoic and, yeah. and, and be mad at Sabine. And, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing I was talking about. Like, right there. It is, be stoic be mad at sabine and i'm like i saw you play this part before where you at yeah it, it just ah. ahsoka looks cool the garb is awesome the fight scenes are great i i enjoy the fight scenes but i the way we left her off the last time we saw her which was i guess Timelines wise, I don't know if it was the end of Rebels or in Tales of the Jedi, but we left off on a person that didn't seem to be 
overly stoic. I mean, even in even in Mandalorian, I mean, I guess she was more stoic. Yeah. But I mean, she still had you know, a, like a I guess like a energy around her of like excitement. Like uh uh Mando brings um or Din Djarin brings Grogu to her. And right. he's like, he's like, hey, you know, Bo Katan sent me, you know, don't attack, whatever. And she's like, I'm more interested in this guy. Like you, that <laughs> attitude, you know, that I, I need some of that. Give me something. I would have loved to see her come in and be like, hey, Sabine, how's it going? And their relationship be great and be like, look, I need you to get back in the saddle because we got this star map. And her be like, right. word, we got a star map? Finally. You know, that th there can be external negativity that they have to fight. They can fight external forces. They don't have to fight each other. Because if they're fighting each other, how much time in the show do we have? Right. Like, come on, y'all. Like, it, it, it would have just been awesome to see old friends link up and be like, hey, we've been in the trenches before and we're going to have to do it again. It, ah, because you have a lady that's just being stoic and i mean it's cool but ahsoka never really came off super stoic and i don't know I, but jay did say jay you said that you had some stuff about ahsoka that you thought they worked around that i might like so draw, draw some knowledge on yeah. well one of the things one of the things that you've always said um and because I don't have as big of a background in Rebels, and I have, you know, I've I've seen most of the Clone Wars, but not all of it. Um, one of the things you've always said is, "Where was Ahsoka <laughs> during all these major events? Like, what was she up to?" And there was one scene in this show where where I think it was Sabine that kind of came after her a little bit and was like, "Well, it's not like you didn't abandon abandon us too, right?" Like. Like you haven't been around doing all of the things that could have come up already. Where have you been? And so I feel like that's at least giving us an inroads into asking some questions of Ahsoka. Like maybe she is stoic because maybe she had to go into some like deep training and missed all the giant events of the galaxy and has some shame and guilt associated with it or something. I mean, that would be at least interesting to explore and right. say, why is she different? Because Right now, the reason it seems to me like she's different is because without any other context, she was sort of a precocious kid who turned into sort of a serious but action-oriented adult. Um, almost like the way that Anakin would run into stuff, like she felt like she would also run into those same mm -hmm. situations. Which, to your point, makes it weird that she didn't show up to the, some of the major events of the galaxy where she could have made a difference in. Um, so why is the character so different? And I hope it's because there are character reasons and it's not just because, well, we cast um, Rosario Dawson in this role and we feel like Rosario Dawson is perfect in this role when she's being stoic. And then it'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's a bummer. But if there's yeah. some if there's some reasoning behind it, then that would be... So at least they're... I think that at least they're trying to hint at we're gonna give you some reasons why Ahsoka has not been around, but what well, did you maybe, did you take that as that, or did you see that differently? Uh, yes, but hopefully, hopefully, I'll, I'll be willing to deal with this for the Stoic, hmm. for her to maybe come to a moment where she apologizes to Sabine, being like, you know what, I haven't been around, 
I got tied up chasing this white rabbit of, you know, of Thrawn, and it changed me. Boom. That's two sentences, what, two, three sentences? And then I can be like, okay, I can accept stoic now. Mm. Because you got so obsessed over this, you know, over this Thrawn thing that you're not the person you used to be anymore. Now you're compulsive or you're you're obsessive and, and Thrawn is the only thing you got these blinders on and the people that matter to matter to you stop mattering. I, I, I can accept that. But it's just, hey, I'm stoic because I am. <laughs> right, and, exactly, exactly. And I'm like, that's not the character that even even in the end of Clone Wars, which the the final season, the last four episodes are basically like a uh, awesome Star Wars movie. Yes, but those when she's are the fighting, best Clone Wars of all time. Yes. Yeah, when she's fighting against uh, Darth Maul, and he was like, "I want an Anakin." The the little jab where she's like, "Uh, if this the best you fighting, you better be glad that Anakin ain't here." <laughs> You're right, because because I'm because I'm his apprentice. Like I'm I a bad student, and you can't take him. <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm I was his student, and you can't take me. And so, like, I, I need that, you know, kind of attitude or tell me that this path chasing down the possibility of Thrawn's return changed you. Then I can I can reconcile that. I still don't like seeing you be stoic all the time, but I can I can at least reconcile that. But I'll throw it to you. So how, how are you feeling about Ahsoka in general? Um, In general, I'm kind of looking at this whole thing and I'm like, yeah, well, we'll 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 see what's up we will see what's up i like i said um i this is very much one of those benefit of the doubt things okay i am given i am giving her the benefit of the doubt in the sense of i know she can do better than this you know i know rosario dawson is a better actor than this because um it's very much killing me. I'm like, dude, you're killing me, Smalls. You just, you're just killing me, because all of the stoicism is just killing. I'm like, stop deadpanning, because that's not the Ahsoka I remember, and I'm right there with you. I'll accept a lampshade of my mission on Thra- uh, withdrawn has turned me into a very hard person, and I'm kind of dead inside, and I'm sorry, my Padawan. You know. I, I, I'd be fine with that, but I need some sort of explanation, and I think we're getting one because now we got the band back together. You know, we we got the band together. We got she she's got her pa- Batman's got her Robin, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully that will wake up a little bit of the personality that was there. Because, like I said, um her really brief scenes in the mandalorian when she was dropping off grogu and talking with luke and giving luke sass i'm like okay when you get your show that's what i want to see yeah (laughs) you know and it's like what happened like like seriously what what happened between the mandalorian and now um to do this you know see it's it's tough because they don't always explicitly say like okay this is like two years after this or this is i've seen people say this is approximately nine aby so or uh 
Oh yeah, uh, I'll just pretend uh, I know, that, after, you know what that means. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> approximately nine years or so after the Battle of Yavin. Okay. So, I guess maybe five after Endor, something like that. Five or six, something like. It, it would be nice to have, you know, like a Young Justice when they would put like the time down at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like cool. Okay, so I know sort of when this happens. Yeah, because it's like, how long has it been? And but eh, Ahsoka just I really love the character. I went I went from basically saying, why do we have this character, this kid that we're going to have to drag through the story. I don't want a kid. I want to see Anakin and Obi-Wan doing cool stuff to oh my god, she can't leave the order. She's the best of us. And then seeing her go on to do greater things even coming back you know even coming back even though she says she's not a not a jedi but i have a whole another statement about that but like her coming back and leading the rebellion Mm -hmm. but my thing is and i'm pretty sure who yang or maybe yoda would say something like similar to this like no the jedi order is not dead as long as you live the jedi order is alive like i know you say you're not a jedi and maybe in your mind, in theory, you're not. But in practice, you're a Jedi. You are saving people. They look up to you. They are excited when you come around. You are their symbol of peace or, or protection. You are a Jedi. Like the, like the Jedi Order is not dead. Now, I mean, especially now, that since we know between the video games and between now, we know Luke was just kicking it. You right. Kicking, so I'm like, uh, yeah, the Jedi Order is not dead. Now, of course, we don't have like our big old Citadel or whatever in Coruscant, but yeah, the the Jedi are not dead. The the Order isn't dead. Maybe fractured, maybe a little disorganized. Maybe y'all need someone in administration to hook it up. But like, like the <laughs> the order the order is is fine. The, you know, all you need is that little flame to keep it lit. But you know, at, at the the show hopefully will turn all this around. I don't know how many episodes we're supposed to get because I didn't look that up. Um, but I'm assuming probably eight to ten. And if we already knocked out two, mm-hmm. that means that we kind of got to put on the gas, which if you don't waste time with meaningless scenes, we'll be fine. Because each episode was about 40 or so minutes. The first episode, I think, was 56. The second episode was, I think, 45 or something like that. So as long as you have a well-intentioned path, you'll be fine. Um, Because eight episodes should be enough to, you know, kind of wrap up or get us to the point that you need us to be. Because there's, after this, there's, and maybe, Uh Jay, you might know, there's the Acolyte after this, and then there's the movie, right? Yeah, and then... Skeleton Crew is in there somewhere, maybe. Like, we haven't really heard from Skeleton Crew at all recently, so I don't know where that's at. Yeah, because I know this is supposed to be a movie that wraps up Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Acolyte, I believe. Oh, okay. I thought the Acolyte was earlier in the timeline. I could be wrong about that. Oh, though. maybe. I, okay, I, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Acolyte might not be part of that. Maybe it's just these three shows. Maybe I think it's, it's just, just these three shows, but yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah. Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, and Mandalorian. There's a movie that's supposed to kind of like wrap all of their story, like dovetail them all and like wrap yes. that up, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. But since we're also playing around in the past, you have to be 
extremely careful mm. because you know people like you know people will ask questions um but i want to uh, move forward over to the maybe not the dark side specifically but over to the shadier side um uh shouts to ray we'll ray, call it uh, the charcoal side if you will <laughs> yeah um i want to talk about our two or three antagonists we have we have uh in well i guess in the the master apprentice role we have um we have balin skull mm-hmm. and then we have shin hati how are we feeling about our city characters i love them i i I think they're awesome yeah exactly i'm I'm the same way because i mean they're basically he's basically treating balin as if balin is a vader type of character he even had the hallway scene right where it's a vader-esque hallway scene Mm -hmm. um i thought that his his apprentice was legit now I don't know too much about the witches of Dathomir. I've seen the Rebels episodes about them um, and about how they're trying to possess the different characters and things like that. But I don't really know what's going on with this particular lady. And quite frankly, I thought she was used much better in the Mandalorian episode um, where she had like it was sort of this uh, samurai aesthetic where ahsoka was gonna have to um fight her like in the over the bridge with the water around him and stuff i thought that was awesome but she doesn't seem to be she seems almost i'm a little confused i don't know where she went from the last episode we saw i mean obviously they gave us a little bit of background in the beginning of this episode um where they had to break her out but none of that seems to i don't know like overarchingly why is this lady so important and i don't feel like they've given me a reason maybe i need to go back and watch the uh mandalorian episode that she was in to kind of contextualize myself to her so she seems almost like a character who is star wars has these characters um laura santeca was one of them in uh in the force awakens where it's like there's a map and you need to get the map. It's like, that's the only thing that character does is tell you there's a map um, and then unlock it for you so you can use it. So I'm hoping that she has something else that she starts to do, but if she doesn't, that's okay because Balin and his apprentice Shin are pretty phenomenal. And we haven't seen a lot of, we haven't seen besides the emperor and Vader, we haven't really gone super in depth into master and apprentice relationships on the sith side i mean we, right. we we've kind of seen them but we haven't gone in depth and they have the opportunity to do that now so i hope they do yeah i i, I dig it because they seem to be they're definitely not jedi but they don't seem to specifically be sith either right, right. but they have the master apprentice relationship and even a respect for jedi because you see um Shin Hati with the with the braid with the Padawan braid, oh, and yeah. then when I think Morgan talks about killing Ahsoka or whatever, and you can see Balin have some remorse as if like, well, yeah, you know, you know, I got to do what I got to do, but you know, there's so few Jedi left, so it's it's this weird, almost like I guess respect maybe, because you know the dark side they'd be like, yeah, I can't wait to kill a Jedi, but he almost has like this kind of warrior's respect for them sort of mm. yeah um which i which i like and i think that leaves us 
so room to tell a story around them. As far as Morgan, I hope that we're not in this weird space of like, oh, we're just going to use this character and she'll be whatever we want because we never got a hint of Night Sisters at all. Mm. Then all of a sudden, she's part of the be supposed to be part of the Night Sisters. Where, I, where I'm like, cool, fine, but if she's one of the Night Sisters or or maybe a descendant of, why would she be so interested in bringing someone from the Empire back? Because the Empire is the reason that the genocide was committed on the Night Sisters. The Emperor sent uh um uh Count Dooku to kill them all. So I don't and that happened in uh Clone Wars. So like there's tons of Night Sister stuff in Clone Wars. And like that it's like what I, I don't get it. Or maybe it's just the issue between her and Thrawn. Like she's like her and Thrawn are really cool. And maybe we'll learn about that, you know, later. But for me, I'm wondering why she would want any remnant of the of the Empire to come back. Unless she's thinking hey, if I bring the Empire back, then since I'm cool with Thrawn, it'll be different maybe? Because from a, at least from a power standpoint, as weak as the New Republic has looked in Andor and here in this show now, mm -hmm. I'd rather the Empire not come back. I'll just run everything and do it myself. I mean, look at how easy they took over that ship. I mean, you have that, <laughs> that captain. Why would you open the door and let these people in? What are you like? What I'll call their bluff. But anyway, don't don't get me started on that dummy. But <laughs> so uh, how are you feeling about uh, Ray Stevenson? Of course, rest in peace. And uh, and Balin Skull and Shin Hati. And in all honesty, I am loving these antagonists. I'm really, really liking them. Number one. I don't know anything about the witches. I, I really don't. But what I do know, okay, the, the, the thing that I do know, what, what I'm feeling uh, on, on them witches is, okay, finally, an external force other than the force. You know, um, that was always something that and kind that's of... that's why the Emperor had to get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. Man, exactly. They was, they was, look, the nice sisters want no joke. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess it's because of my love of Dune, and I am, I, I have always, always, always been about the Benny Jesuits. Um, so yeah, when it when it came down to them, I'm like, okay, all right, let me see what this lady can do, because she had me at the opening scene when, um, super big chest tiny head man. Uh, got to her um, cell and she was just kicking it like took y'all long enough I'm like okay who is this this is a very Hannibal Lecter um, yeah a, a very very Hannibal Lecter type um, introduction and I'm all there I, I really am I'm all there with the yeah morning what's up how you doing you know and um, I, I do like that I, I like that very very much um the other thing that I was noticing was, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying on, um, Mr. He really looks like Ray Liotta, but he, I know he can't be. I dig him a lot. I really do. He has, well, 
these antagonists are very much giving an overall theme and this is something that i noticed um let, let, let me go back we got sabine coming in right and they made it a point to point out that she's the one with the artist's eye Mm-hmm. And they're looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn, who does a psycho um, analysis of a civilization based on their art. And then you've got the other bad guy, the um, JRPG underboss, kind of going, there's an artistry to what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the theme. Um, it's very much one of those... I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the showdown. And when I mean the showdown, I mean, I'm looking forward to him and Ahsoka having their, having their showdown. And I hope they don't, I, I hope she doesn't kill him. I um, really like him. Now, as far as Miss Smokey Eye, <laughs> the jury is out. I get a very Damian Wayne sense from her. Uh-oh. A very, <laughs> I'm just here for the killing. But I'll ask questions so that you can explain to the audience. I mean, me, why I'm here. <laughs> you, you feel me? Mm. Explain to the audience. I mean, me. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, am am I alone in that or what? Am I? Nah, she definitely. It, it seems like well, there is a part that seemed like she took it kind of easy on Sabine, or maybe she was just like, "You're not in my league." Oh, that was very much plot armor going because that she, that she fight was, like, was funny. It was almost either either she took pity on her, it, maybe it was a she took like girl please why are you even like why would you even ignite this lightsaber just stay in the house <laughs> yeah exactly that that was the thing I was getting you know because I I'm seeing the fight go and I'm thinking yeah she could have taken you anytime <laughs> I mean yeah. she was sitting there waiting for her I think. Shin Hati, I kind of agree with you. Maybe she was like, look, this is kind of boring. Let, let me at least fight a little bit. You know, well, you know that whole... Droids. She she did beat one of them down. Mm. So, you know, maybe maybe I can get a little fight in, a little, a little cardio before I go back. Which, ain't gonna lie, did not like that. Um, what I will say is I do love those droids. Oh, the yes. HK droids are awesome. Yeah, yeah, those things were amazing in the sense of um um what what was I sorry dropped a thing. Yeah, um I loved those droids where it was like, all right, look, we're fighting Ahsoka. Oh no, she killed us, self-destruct. And when they said self-destruct, man did they mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking of like a, a sizable explosion, you know, but that was i don't know special i don't know like a, a whole downtown area of a city or something like they like everything was burned down yeah so yeah. she you know she got out of there you know in the nick of time at least. Yeah. you don't need you don't really need a death star if you've got enough of the, enough of those droids <laughs> you're just like yeah. just, just, just self-destruct the droids were good like that's all we need no big deal just have them sneak in at night and just self-destruct <laughs> seriously man i'm um although again this is me coming back to slapping the director why is sabine doing martial arts on something without nerve endings 
Okay. All right. You know what? <laughs> I was trying to hold that back, but let's go and talk about it. All right. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. I understand that you want to cast these small women in these roles. I get it. But if you do that, you can't have them doing these like super powerful, overpowering moves with a robot made out of metal that have no nerve endings and have like, I don't know, sort of superhuman strength. And then if you do that and she overpowers one as we see her do, then how did the other one get to overpower her? They're the same model. What, did this one have a little more oil today or something? Like you can't, all I'm saying is it's annoying, especially when we've seen Wonder Woman and we've seen Black Panther. We have seen women on the Dora Milaje and women in uh, in Themyscira. You can, these women are larger women. Cast them. If you want to show a woman doing overpowering moves, just cast a larger woman. You have proven to us that you know where they are because you casted them. So, stop. yeah, but the last time they did, it didn't go all that well. So, <laughs> shout out to Mando season one. Yeah. I, I, so, so, my thing is this if you have a smaller woman, great. But have that smaller woman do what a smaller woman would do guns and blades because that helps level the playing field of a stronger opponent. Just have her keep the gun. Now, I know you're like, no, we want to drop the gun or move the gun or not have the gun so we can have the cool fight scene. Trust me, she can be just as cool with the gun. Indiana Jones was super cool when that dude was doing all that sort of stuff and he just shot him. That was cool. Now, of course, you have to tailor your fight scenes slightly differently. But it doesn't make sense for Sabine, who looks like she might be 120 soaking wet. And she's like manhandling assassin droids. You know what? But then one, apparently she can't manhandle that one. It's either she manhandles them all or manhandles none of them. It's like You got to make up your mind. See what you I was saying. Give up. her a gun, and so and she she always blows up stuff. Have her have cool little explosives, and she can use that for the edge. See, that's where I was thinking. Okay, because Sabine has always been the tech Mandalorian. You know, yeah, that, that was always her bag. You know, so I'm like, all right, you know what? Give her the tech. She knows how tech works. Let let's do some tech. And when those droids came out, I'm like, she shouldn't be punching. And the freaking, um, yeah, she really shouldn't be punching in the, um, punching in the chest and punching in the face. What is that? She should be going for joints. Take out the knees. Make it so that it can't stand up. You know, again, all back on the director. This is me just going, look, director, y'all need, yeah, ah, you know, this is, this is me doing, doing a thing. Cause yeah, I am, I am more than a little annoyed at that. All right. I'll say this. Uh, directors, I know y'all want to show these women doing cool stuff. I'm going to give you some homework. There's a lady <laughs> named Sarah Connor and there's a lady named Ripley. Mm. You see they had guns in their hands because they had to get the upper hand on stronger people and or things. So put a gun in their hand. Now I know what you're going to say. Hey man, it's PG-13. We can't have blood use blasters this is star wars ain't no blood and it's a robot anyway but it just 
those women were cool because they did cool things and you didn't see them try to manhandle the queen alien no she got in a mech suit so she could like look it's just it's not that hard guys it's not don't do karate on a robot <laughs> all right it's that it's not gonna matter and if you punch straight metal and they're gonna hurt a little bit i guess not i guess maybe maybe she her adrenaline was pumping all i'm saying is she has a blaster have her use it let's have her use it she could have came out blasting it would have been great but then i guess if she used the blaster then the the map doesn't get stolen i i don't know i I, I don't know. They Where also could have made a moment about that too. Like, right? Like, so I'm just thinking about from a storytelling standpoint, these droids show up and she pauses. Ahsoka pauses when it's Ahsoka. Let's just talk about when it's Ahsoka. Ahsoka pauses in the ruins and is like, okay, four droids. And then she she takes two of them and, and sinks them into the ground by cutting holes underneath them and then takes out the other two. But what's interesting about that moment is that. I think in retrospect, after they blow up, we're supposed to go, ooh, she's got to face four of these droids. Is she going to make it out? But the problem is you put the stoicism of Ahsoka in. You put the what we know about droids being fairly easy for Jedi to take out. There's a history of Jedi taking out droids that's pretty easy, maybe with the sole exception of General Grievous. And yeah. it's like... There's a moment where you can pause and maybe they like knock a couple of her lightsabers out of her hands. Maybe when she does try to punch them, she hurts herself, whatever. And then we go, oh, these are some badass droids. Uh, that would be more interesting, but unfortunately, it feels a little cartoonish. I mean, look, while I appreciate that Filoni is the most George Lucas-like of all the other people that play in the Star Wars sandbox... Mm -hmm. There are some things that he does that I feel like don't really equate to the kind of storytelling gravitas that I would like to see from somebody. Um, and so, so for example, in my opinion, that this could have been these these robots are actually awesome, and or these droids are actually awesome, and could be even cooler if we took a little bit of time to showcase how badass they are in the context of this universe but it doesn't feel like we got enough um time with them to say that like yes they are badass they could just be kind of fairly simple droids to overcome that when they explode it's a bad thing so yeah. it just feels like they could dig deeper into basically what we're all three of us are saying about all of this is let us live in the world a little longer let us sit with things a little more. Explain. We want we're we're all three of us are gonna watch. You know, if they made it a 20 episode season, all three of us would probably watch. It's not so long as it's good, right? So like yeah. you can do more, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or now that I think about it, and I'll I'll jump off this point because I know we gotta move on, but okay. Grievous, we know has killed the most Jedi, right? Right. Why hasn't someone said, well, hey, even though General Grievous is dead, we can make robots like General Grievous that has the same stance, the same height, and the same... So, like, maybe a modified K2 slash HK slash IG droid with four arms. Like, why wouldn't you do... I would. I'd do that. I'd be like, hey, I hate Jedis, right? And, and 
Grievous was the, the most Jedi killer. Now, of course, we don't have the mind of Grievous, but we can take his height, his, you know, his, uh, the forearms thing and put that into another robot that already has the killer instinct, like an IG robot or something like that. And then, you know, modify it a little bit and then make our own Jedi killers. I mean, you could call them Jedi killers. I mean, of course, maybe that might not pass the snuff of a PG-13, but, you know, <laughs> when you're when you're selling them on the market for the, you know, the, the First Order or the Empire, you'd be like, hey, man, look, I got this new, you, know, you go to the, you know, you go to the, the presentation, you're like, hey, I got these new droids, they're just brand new out, all right? I got five models already, these are the Jedi killers, the Jedi, the JK uh, Model 1, all right? Now, I, you can have these, all right? Two hundred thousand dollars per uh, per unit, and that's nothing for y'all. Y'all the empire. Y'all got the money for that. Like, it just seems like I would do, if I was a bad guy, I'd make those. Or and let's then say then you're an older. See, then when we see those on the field, we're like, oh, hold up, this, this Jedi's in real trouble. Yeah, exactly. You know, you could also take that too. Take that idea and take an older Sith, dark side user, who maybe isn't as spry as he or she used to be and they're mind controlling all of those all of those robots you know like now now you have the general now you have even better than general grievous mindset but you have all of his capabilities and it's like that would be pretty legit i'd be i'd be uh, i'd be up for that cuz then you have a droid that's a real threat exactly like you know something that you know a jedi has to actually exert some real force to like you know deal with these guys and then fighting robots wouldn't seem so throwaway right but then i guess you would get sort of into maybe terminator territory and there'd be a lot of fans that wouldn't like that i don't know i don't you know i understand it's it's a delicate situation but um i'll throw it over because i guess the last thing i want to touch on before we get out is what I, I, I guess I'll ask Jay, what are you looking to see from this series that maybe we haven't seen from another series yet? Like, is there is there anything that you're like, I really hope they do this. I really hope they explain that. Um, you know, what are, what are you looking for? Or are you just like, I'm going to take it as it comes? So I was, I was going to just be, I'm going to take it as it comes until you ask the question. Because now... Now, when you ask that question, the one thing I think that Star Wars has the sequel trilogy and somewhat um, somewhat Ahsoka's character in general started to ask the question, what is, and even the prequel trilogy to a certain extent, what is wrong with the Jedi Order? What did they do poorly? Why are they bad? Now, that was a question that was not previously asked because in the original trilogy, it was always, I mean, the 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 crawls will tell you, the crawl will just straight up say, the evil empire and the, <laughs> the good guys who are the Jedi, right? Like, they don't waste any time. So, so as we've made Jedi more complex, I've always thought that the idea of a quote-unquote gray Jedi, which people say, oh, that doesn't exist, whatever. I'm just using that as a nomenclature for saying somebody who isn't light side mm -hmm. and isn't dark side, but plays in both realms. That idea is very compelling, but we've never actually fully explored 
why it's compelling or why someone would want to do that. We know that Ahsoka did it, but she's doing it primarily because she's like, well, those Jedi are wrong. But then later on, we learn, you know, the the uh, Force Ghost of Yoda is like, well, you know, maybe you just need to relax, Luke. Like, maybe it's not so much about whether or not you <laughs> failed or whatever. Maybe it's just you need, you need to not worry so much. And so yeah. I would like to, with this series, what I would love to see one of my favorite things about the Kenobi series, and I didn't love the Kenobi series, but one of my favorite oh, things about boy. it was the flashback sequence to when Vader or when um, Anakin and Kenobi were training together. And I would love to see more of those flashbacks, but with what was going on with Ahsoka during all of these times when she's been absent. And if we can learn, we can use those flashbacks to learn more about her perspective on what the force is and how she's operating with the force that will be a very compelling show so that's what i would like if if we're gonna get that that would be amazing okay i get I, and you know what i'd like to see someone and not even in the jedi sense someone who has the force because of course during this time we should have a couple of people because people didn't stop being born with force sensitivity Right. It's just that nobody was a Jedi because everyone was scared to reveal their powers because they were being killed off and hunted down by Inquisitors. Where And we have, it looks like we have one Inquisitor left in Maroc or Merrick in this show. But why can't we see someone who's not a Jedi? They kind of just use the Force to get by. They're not really, they're kind of like, sort of like a Han Solo type where it's like, you know, they're not, they're not evil. You know, maybe just when, you know, say they go to get a loan and it seems like it's not going their way. And they just kind of like push a little bit to go in and get that, you know, going and get that 2% interest <laughs> instead of the, the 6% they're supposed to get or 7.5% right. that's going on now. You know, like just little things like that. Like they're not evil. They're just like, hey, you know, I can do this thing. You know, it works out for me every now and then, you know, like they're not trying to take over the world. They're just like, hey, you know, and maybe have someone come upon them and be like, hey, you know, like you have the force. And they'll be like, oh, that's what this is? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I can do it, and I know I can, you know, I know I can do a couple things here and there, you know, but I didn't know what this was because, of course, Jedis aren't a thing. You know, even in the in the show, when someone said it was a Jedi clearance code, like, everybody turned around like, Jedi? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would like to see, you know, maybe, maybe in some show every now and then just regular people that are like, yeah, I... You know, I use this every now and then, you know, I don't or or maybe I know I can do this. You know, maybe maybe I, you know, fight against, you know, maybe, you know, uh, gangsters or whatever in the area. But I don't want to be a Jedi. I'm not interested in doing all of that. You know, I just want to take care of my neighborhood, I guess, maybe like the Spider-Man of Jedi. But anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that I, I would like to see every now and then some normal stuff. Or, or some the the everyday person with those skills, because um, I think that could play out interestingly as well. Mm. But uh, I'll throw throw it to Sola. Are you expecting anything from this show? Or are you or are you just kind of along for the ride? Uh, I'm very much along for the ride. I don't have enough background on Rebels to actually expect anything. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, now, what I will say is, I am truly truly and even more truly waiting and hoping that we'll see grand admiral thrawn in something other than the season finale oh boy because yeah. um 
you know, I'm I, I'm kind of about that action. You know, I'm 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 kind of about um the thronging of the throngs. You know. Yeah. Don't don't tease us, and then he doesn't show up until like the finale, and he's like, "Wait for the movie, guys." <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, especially especially if the lead up to it is going to be boring. Mm. Like I, let's, let's ratchet it up a little bit. I I want our heroes in in real danger, right? Mm. Like I, I we've seen. Sabine paid the price already for not listening to what Ahsoka said. So now we we have this idea that okay, there are some stakes. We know Sabine. I doubt Sabine is going to die, but Sabine had got severely hurt. Like, yeah. So this isn't you know now it's like okay, so we at least have we have the kind of groundwork laid that mistakes can be costly you know like she was bedridden for i i don't know it's tv time i don't know a couple days i don't tv time is weird it could be it could be a week it'd be two days it, it depends but you know give us some stakes you know make me think that maybe even though they will live i assume because there's a movie coming after this maybe they'll survive but you know they'll lose her arm or maybe maybe they'll spend the third movie with the eye patch, you know what I mean? Who who knows? Something like that. That would but, be kind of fire. I'm not gonna lie. You know, just just give me a little a few stakes. But uh I guess on my side, what I'm expecting is Thrawn early on, and I want to see Thrawn being the tactician that he is. Because I need to see why we're going through all this to get him. Yeah. So he needs to come back and immediately be almost to the point where, oh, that Moff Gideon, uh, oh man, he was doing it all wrong. You got to do this, 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 and this. And then seeing those things come into play and pretty much knocking big blows to the New Republic. Like I, I want to see that happen almost immediately because we want to see why, why we wanted to keep him away so badly. Um. So yeah, I think that that's pretty much the biggest thing I want to see. And then of course, can Ahsoka get some, some energy, some some life back to her? You know, just let me let me get some some liveliness from her. I I think that might be it. So some liveliness. This. A little, maybe, maybe a, a a wink here or two, or a smile. I don't know, something, a, a quip, um, just something, instead of just being like, I'm going to look seriously at everything. I'm going to <laughs> going to look with with much intent. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take long pauses before I reply to anyone. Yeah. It's like, have we paid that runtime yet? Oh, okay, hold up. I'll, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer. But no, guys, I promise. I, anyone listening, I promise you, I, I, I dig the general premise of the show. I'm sticking around. We're going to see what goes on. We got more coming this week. We'll be a little earlier uh, on this show next time. But, you know, we got more coming on. So I will throw it over to uh, Solar first. Uh, final thoughts. And where can people find you? Um... One of my major final thoughts on this one 
is it's too early to tell. This first two episodes very much felt like an extended pilot. And how can I put this? I'm not invested in the story as it is. I mean, I'm interested to see where this is going to go. And hopefully Sabine and um, Ahsoka can work some stuff out. But really, I want to see if Rosario Dawson gets to blossom in this and really gets to show what she can do versus constant stoicism um because we didn't talk about we didn't talk about the fight choreography that much um but the very first thing i saw her do with the lightsabers is what i was all in for you know when she put them in the ground used the force to cut the little circle i'm like all right i want to see more of this yeah, that was get, a cool way to bring that because uh, she did that once in Clone Wars too. Yeah, so I, I want to see more of that, and um, and once that kind of thing comes in, I'm like, all right, this is this is the place and the thing that I want to see. So let's hope, let let's hope against hope that um, we get a little bit more of that. Uh, that's that's what I really want. Okay. Um. So you know, if if I can get some good action scenes, I'm all for it. Um. But really, I want to see more character stuff. I'm actually invested in the antagonists, so I really want to see more of them and see them do some more cool stuff. You know, even um, pa- uh, even Padawan Smokey Eye. That that <laughs> would be some really cool stuff for me. Um. And yeah, so when that happens, um, I mean, I'm in for it. I'm 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 all in on this show, so I want to see what's going on. But yeah, so we'll see. But right now, uh, let's just say it's more obligatory than interest, but not by a huge margin. You feel me? And if y'all want to know a little bit more about what I think about things like this, well, it's simple. You can get a hold of me <laughs> over at um, twitch.tv slash bid underscore p. And you can also get a hold of me over on um, YouTube at bidpblurred. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we are live. And of course, like and subscribe to my channel. Like and subscribe to Nerd Soul. Like and subscribe to Jay. You know, be part of the HBO crew. That would be really useful. And uh, yeah, that's literally where where you can find me. And um, yeah, let's see how all this stuff goes. All right, Jay. Final thoughts. I'm pretty close to Solar because I feel like uh, Star Wars. I've been my interest in Star Wars has been waning for several years now. Um, I still like Star Wars. I still consider myself a Star Wars fan. I'm not on the hate bandwagon at all. But besides like standout shows like Mandalorian season one and Andor, um, for the most part, I am kind of like, well, let's see if it's any good. And if it's not like I'll watch it for a little while and see what happens with this. I feel kind of the same way. I'm, I am interested in it. I also agree with Solar that the most interesting thing about this show is the antagonists. The They seem amazing. 
because I never fell in love with the Rebels characters like some people have, I don't get any particular thrill out of seeing them on the screen. So you're not going to Star Wars is not going to be able to hold my interest just by, you know, are we going to get to see Ezra? Like, I don't really care. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, <laughs> I don't really care. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I would say it, the, the best word to describe how I'm feeling is those were good shows. I'm hoping we can get some greatness out of these shows. But if it goes the way of Kenobi where it's like, no, it's just going to stay good to why did we make this show? Then I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't feel like I will be super thrilled by the time the show is over, which then makes me think that the Filoni verse is maybe not my jam, but we'll see. I'm not, I'm not being negative about it. I'm actually positive about it. And I think it's going to go to some pretty cool places, but um we'll see and if you want to uh follow me uh check out how stories work with jay Shear on youtube i'm also a part of the orange grove 55 channel commenting on different things the story geeks podcast is over there now and we are actively working on a short film i just shot a table read with some local actors um that i am going to release on the how stories work with jay Shear channel so if you want to check that out um our short film has gotten some really good feedback in contests and we literally will be filming it probably in November, and then that's going to come out and go around all the circuits. Um, so I'll try to put that on YouTube so everybody can check it out as well so we can raise money to shoot a feature. So that's what we got going on over there. So check it out. And then, of course, I'm on Twitter, um, just at Jay Shear. You can follow me over there, too. Cool, cool. For me, uh, final thoughts you guys have to figure out Ahsoka. It's the name of the show. And I don't think her being stoic is enough for me to continue liking this character. I know Filoni loves this character because he created the character, but now I'm wondering if he's doing so much with her that he's going to kind of tarnish her reputation because the actress is dope the look is dope the direction is it needs to come come through for me uh i'm gonna watch the show i'm gonna of course i'm gonna watch the show because we've been waiting for a while so i'm gonna watch the show and to the point of the action we we really we gotta pick that up and i'd like to see more I guess you could say interesting ways to use the use the force. I'd like to see something. Maybe Ahsoka does something that we haven't seen the force do before, or maybe like uh, use it in a in a unique way. Uh, I'd like to see that. But um, as I said before, Thrawn has to be scary. Thrawn plus Morgan plus the uh, plus the sort of Sith have to be very scary. Hmm. Like those two Sith took down mm-hmm. a whole ship on their own or semi-sith took down a whole ship on their own all four of these people together like he said power like you've never dreamed that's what i want to see i want to see or at least maybe the last couple episodes that lead us into the movie i guess maybe finally see that that power that they're talking about manifest and they're a true 
you know, forced to reckon with. But then it also makes you wonder, all right, so when does the First Order come into play? When does, you know, but that's, don't ask that far. Because right. I don't think they figured that out either. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a whole Star Wars problem, but just don't worry about that. With that... <laughs> With that said, N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Until the next time that Hera and Chop have to chase down someone without guns on the ship. Uh, Until until the next time that a whole bunch of, quote, office workers scream for the Empire and try to kill someone. Or (laughs) until a dumb captain decides to let on some unknown people to your ship when you know you're transferring very very precious cargo this is from us to you saying peace